like that better. All right. Thank you, King Harold. There we go. All right, folks, much better. Just slight adjustment with the mechanisms that make the broadcast work. There we go. You know, I think that can work. All right. It is the John DePietro Show. It is 12.06 on this Tuesday. And, folks, this portion of the program is brought to you by Rhode Island's number one. They're a full-scale nursery, by the way. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Good afternoon to everybody tuning in, part of our uh, live simulcast that we do on Facebook. Please share that you're watching. Who will be our first one to send stars today? That's always the question. You know, that is always a mystery. Only known to our creator of who will be the first one to send stars. Stars the way of your, it's almost like a tip, in a way, uh, that you can interact with the program, interact with like-minded people. Trolls are not allowed. And folks, and remember, if you don't know what you're talking about, there's no reason to comment. Better to remain silent and not let people know that you have no idea what you're talking about. Then open your mouth and confirm for everyone that you are, in fact, the idiot that we thought you were. Folks, it's PR PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688, Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. You know, I had someone say, I can't believe the way you talk to the... Listen, we have to be even across the board. It's not my, my fault. If you say something that is moronic and you want to put it into words and a comment, then you're going to get called out. But stop it and see them. They're open seven days a week. It's Debbie and Steve and Junior and Byron. Folks, they are cranking along. They're open seven days a week. Annuals, perennials, trees and shrubs, hanging pots, 10-inch, 12-inch moss baskets, hanging impatience. By the way, beautiful selection of um, beautiful patio pots, vegetable plants and herbs, tropical mandevillas and more. And they are, as I said, a full-scale nursery. They also do pickup and delivery for screen loom and mulch are available. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Look for them on Facebook. They're open seven days a week. Stop in and see them. Well, folks, good afternoon, one and all. It is I, it is Juan on this uh, Tuesday. It is Tuesday, July 12th. I hope you enjoyed last hour. Last hour, I really enjoy having one of my siblings on Donna Perry. You know, I see, I always gravitate towards people that either make an observation that I don't initially see out of the box and or most importantly, tell me something that I didn't think of, I don't know, uh, I am. I'm just, that's, those are the type of individuals I gravitate towards. People that just have a, a, a unique perspective and, and DJ always does that. Um, she just picks out things, she, she is such a, a wordsmith and, and carves it out. And, 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 and it's genuine, you know? I, I actually learn by listening to her. I'll read the same article that she does, and I'll learn from listening to her perspective on it. That's why I enjoy having her on each week. Happens to be blood, but that's really irrelevant. Um, but folks, check, it, check out also the website, topetro.com. Now, we, I wanna start off just on media bias, and it's not something I normally would do. Most people would not do it, because it's certainly, um, doesn't ingratiate yourself to the locals. But, you know, that train left the station a long time ago. Honest we won. My loyalty is to you, the listeners and the followers, period. End of story. You know, is there a club? There's a club. And when I see people at press briefings, I like to get along. There's a lot of people locally, and I'll praise them and give them compliments on things. I'm not shy about that. Um, But at the same time, there's just three instances right now that I'm going to, whatever you want to call it, call out. But if you check out the website, and by the way, the website is just flying right now. Uh, folks, check it out. And it's brought to you by Home Again Consignment, located right in the Governor Francis Shopping Center. There's a link there. John has tremendous merchandise. I want you to pop in. He's a relatively new sponsor. No, he actually is a new sponsor. And fine furniture, art, antiques. He does estate sales. Buy, sell, and consignment, glassware, jewelry, but it's all quality. Pop in, he's got a lot of fans, but pop in and say, hey, John, I heard Juan talking about you. Home again consignment. And no matter where you are, it's worth the ride. So it's worth the ride, even though it's not far. And it's actually right across from where one of my first, my first real job was at Sutton's IGA, right there in Governor Francis. And it just, so it's funny to me because I used to, you know, as I'm leaving there, home again consignment, Governor Francis Shopping Center. You know, I used to, uh, when I was a senior at Bishop Hendrick and I'd be in the parking lot 
bringing in carriages, right? And then, uh, and then later I'd visit the, I used to get lunch at the uh, Newport Creamery, was there, the whole thing. So it's home again for, for me as well. Home again consignment right there at the Governor Francis Shopping Center. Well, folks, I want to start off. And again, um, there's a link to that. If you're listening right now, because I do get email from people that say, Juan, you, sometimes you speak so quickly, I can't. I can't pick it up. All right. Well, that, that's why there's there's a link on the website. I'm not saying that everyone needs to be, you know, have pad and, pad and pen as I'm going through my diatribe here. But if you go to the website, depetro.com, I'm very happy about this. And the top story uh, is the video. DePetro mocks Mac on national TV. And I want to credit the crew at depetro.com. Now, obviously, folks, last week we had one of the biggest weeks we've ever had on the website to petro.com because of all the Senator Mac foolishness and all the memes we put out and the videos. We have such a great staff. And I, this one caught me by surprise. They felt this was a big story and they're not wrong because, and I'm going to play the interview that Donna Perry and I just mentioned, but you can see the video of that. I was on Newsmax <coughs> and I am the only local media person to call out Senator Tierra Mack for what she is. She's a jackass. She's obviously likes to show her behind, but, you know, in the beast sand, ups, upside down twerking. And as Donna Perry pointed out, trying to say that because she did that, that's led to really smart, important conversations. No, it hasn't. No, you're an idiot. You're immature. You're a child. You don't belong there. She won in a fluke election and she's going to lose. So this whole business now, you know, people are paying attention to my platforms and things that are important to me. No, they're not. I, you know, I, there I am on Newsmax, five million people watching on Saturday night, right before President Trump took the stage in Alaska. And as soon as Bianca de la Garza, who's fantastic, um, who I think we're going to have as a guest on the program at some point, maybe even a Facebook Live. But as soon as as soon as soon Rhode Island now pops in, that's what people think of. And, and for good reason. She's a laughingstock. But you'd never know that from the local media. You know, we're down the dial. Oh, she's so smart. And oh, you got to hand it to her. No, she's not. It wasn't planned. It was a childish move. She doesn't take what she does seriously. And let me be very clear. As as Don, we're all well aware she attended Brown. But her actions, it is the fact, okay, so she is a woman. Irrelevant. She's a woman of color. Again, irrelevant. She calls herself a black, a queer black female. Again, irrelevant. The criticism is on the actions and, and her proposals, by the way, are ludicrous. She is far, she's not even a progressive. She's a socialist communist. It's a joke. So, yes, you know, I didn't realize it, but I am the only one that has called her out. And the panel on Newsmax was laughing along. And, and keep in mind, the people at the Trump rally in Alaska Saturday night were laughing over Senator Mack. But here's the thing. In two months, think of this. Today is July 12th. The primary is September 13th. With early voting, early voting starts August 24th. On Wednesday, September 14th, Senator Mack is going to be former Senator Mack. Because she's not going to win the primary. She won in a fluke election. She is immature. She is childish. She just talks in babble. She doesn't say anything. And I'm going to play some of that interview with Ted Nisi, who I like. But come on, give me a break. Uh, me upside down in the sand, twerking in a bikini. You know, it's led to some like really important conversations. No, it hasn't led to anything. It's led to a lot of laughing and memes in your laughing stock. And whether it's Pork Boy or Granum or anyone else. That, oh, isn't she white? And even Tennessee said, you know, we've had some division. Seems to be a generational thing here at the station with the younger. The younger people, what, think that that's cool? Listen, I, the Providence Journal, think how sad the journal has fallen. They didn't even blanking write about it. <coughs> the Boston Globe, well, you know, the elephant in the room as if that was a man. No, that has nothing to do with the elephant in the room or that she's a woman or anything. These are serious times. 
And as Donna Perry pointed out, the Providence schools are a disgrace. This is someone who does not appreciate the office, should not be in office. She runs around saying, I'm an elected state senator. I went to Brown and blah, blah, blah. And I like rugby and I like to eat donuts. And I am a, uh, a queer black woman and blah, 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 blah. She's, this is the AOC thing. This is AOC. The only thing is AOC is more organized. AOC, I think, is more intelligent. AOC has better people around her. AOC is basically unbeatable in her district in New York. Tierra Mack is about to get knocked out in a primary. So now you also have folks at 1217 on this Tuesday. Um, there has been speculation, and I addressed it last night on our nightly cast of One After Dark that happens sometime between 7 and 8. There's no firm time. Sometimes it goes a little bit later than 8. Sometimes it starts closer to 7.30. It's a floating. Uh, But I address the situation in Cumberland. And and no one else has this. You might, might read about this in the Valley Breeze in August. You might. Maybe not. Maybe September. But when the police come out with their report, you can read what it's going to say right here. Now, by the way, let me be very clear about this. I am putting this out. And I put this out and there was discussion at the website of whether or not, you know, we should, but just a couple of things. I put it out because there was, I was hearing from a lot of people this speculation that there was going to be a possible arrest in the case. And I'm talking about the couple that was found dead in their Birchwood Drive home. And then the more I've dug and investigated, I can tell you there will not be an arrest in this case. It is, it is what we initially thought it was. It's a, it's a little bit different, but it's really not that much different. And let me be very clear. No matter what I write or don't write, n- no one can bring them back. It, was, it, it is tragic, really tragic what happened. Special, not only for their children, but for the families. You know, they have family. Um. I feel terrible about that. But I want to be very clear. Like, I, I got an email from someone almost intimating that if I didn't post that, maybe maybe they'd be a lot. No, no, then, you know, I, I, I get that people are in denial. No, they're, they're, they're not alive. And, and no matter what is written or done, they're, they're not going to be alive. Um, so me posting what seemingly happened doesn't impact whether or not, you know, if you didn't write that, maybe, maybe they'd be alive. No, no, they're not going to be alive. So, but uh, I could, I don't have to post anything, but that's what happened. And then it, I hope this will end a lot of the speculation that has been out there building, because I know it's been a big buzz around Cumberland, that there potentially was going to be a, an arrest coming in this case. There will not be an arrest. So you can, <coughs> you can um, read about that. On the website, petro.com And don't forget, another great sponsor at petro.com is Brood Awakenings. Now, we have an appearance this Thursday. I'm going to be doing a Facebook Live from the Brood Awakenings in Warwick. Right there, Bald Hill Road. Stop in, discover the Brood difference. Listen, I love Brood Awakenings. Right now, if you're listening at 1220 on this Tuesday, fresh ingredients. They have the drive throughs in uh, both Johnston and also in Warwick. Cozy environment. I love the one Baltimore. I also love the one at Pontiac Avenue. But shop, you know, locally owned since 1970, 1997, excuse me. Discover the brew difference. Delicious food. And the, and, and the people are all local, obviously. Uh, David is just terrific. Gives back to the community. Brewed Awakenings. All right. I want to go to some of the sound. And um, <clears throat> by the way, as much as Seth Magaziner, right, Captain Creep doesn't like it. This Sarah Morgenthau is, is going to make this a race. I don't know if she's going to win. And I'm talking about the Langevin seat. I don't know whether or not if she's going to win. What I do know is she's, if she doesn't win, she's going to make it a lot closer than what people initially thought it was. What people initially thought it was going to be. But I want to go back to she, she got the endorsement from Cory Booker. Now, listen, I'm not a fan. Um, I may vote in that primary, though. I may vote in that primary because there's there's no Republican primary. So I end up I might end up I'll probably end up voting, I should say, in the Democrat 
primary. So, but I want to go back to this. It was the Friday uh, before the 4th of July weekend. Seth Magaziner, they have the big endorsement. They're panicked now because Fung is gaining. And money's going to start pouring in to for Fung from Washington. And he does not have a serious challenger. If, if I don't even think he's going to have a primary. Um, but anyhow, so listen to Magaziner giving his instructions to the media. And then I want to play for you two clips. I'll tell you, the media, what time is it? It's 1221 or 1222, excuse me, on this Tuesday, July 12th. It is my belief the media is on trial. Local media is on trial with this CD2 race. You know, I many times defend the locals when people... You know, people think there's bias and and they don't fully understand bias. But two things that certainly start to come into three things really come into play. One is the coverage or lack of coverage of Senator Mack. That was a national story. And the coverage of it and the way they handled it, it shows bias. It does. That's number one. Number two is the appearance on Newsmakers by former Chris Mayor Alan Fung. Um. Who rolled with the punches. Now listen, I know you could also say, hey, listen, they had to ask him that. You ask it and get it out of the way, blah, blah, blah. I I still just, maybe it's me. I thought I sensed a little more aggression, aggressiveness towards him. But I want to go back. Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe, who we talk to every week, he did call out and say he was... I don't want to put words in his mouth. Kind of like taking it back a little bit and like, I'm not... Like, he's got a misunderstanding of the role of the media. But I want to go back to Seth Magaziner. I'm going to play it for you folks. Now, I think, um, how could they handle it? If, if It's too bad Ed Acorn isn't around anymore. Because if Ed Acorn was around, you know, maybe I'll write an op-ed for the Providence Journal. But if Ed Acorn was around, this is the type of thing I thought he could have written a, um, a, thoughtful, a thoughtful commentary piece on this. Um... And, and I think it wouldn't hurt some of the other local media to kind of react to this and push back. I think so. Um, because, and he, here is Magazine. I want you to listen to this, folks. He is instructing the local press corps. All right, you're like they're volunteers on the campaign. All right, and here's where you come in. Here's where you're going to play your part. You're going to help me take down Fung. Now, first of all, he's incredibly insulting to the other challengers in his primaries, specifically Sarah Morgenthau. She's running the most serious campaign. That guy, David Siegel, remains just too cool for the room. I don't get that unless he's thinking the month of August he's going to get off Zoom and start going to things, but maybe not. Uh, But listen to Seth Magaziner with Langevin instructing the media. Are going to help us do this, what our positions are and what his positions are, because where we are is where most Rhode Island voters are. Where he is is with the extreme of the far right down in Washington. Talk about fun. And so the next four months are going to be a lot of fun because his whole campaign strategy is to hope that people don't know what his positions are. That is not a winning strategy. Our strategy is to make sure that voters are educated, that they know what our positions are, what his positions are, and the difference between the two. And so I want to get out there. I want to have 20 debates with him. I bet he wants to have zero because he doesn't want people to know what he really stands for. Uh, and I know that all of you and, and the media are going to help us do this. Over the next four months, you are going to do your part to make sure that he doesn't dodge and filibuster um, basic questions about what his positions are. Wow. And we are certainly going to do our part to make sure voters know about that contrast, those contrasts as well. So this is going to be a fun four months. It's going to be a successful four months. And I'm tremendously grateful to Congressman Langevin. I think his vote of endorsement. You know, that is so insulting. But, you know, I, I would love to hear more pushback from the media. That was, again, General Treasurer Seth Magaziner instructing the media. And you're going to, here's what you're going to do, right? Like they're volunteers and they're getting ready to go out and knock on doors for them. It is um, that that I, I, the media needs to push back on like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, but one thing that caught me by surprise, this was the last minute press conference. Langevin did the 
uh, endorsement for General Treasurer Seth Magaziner. This is for the Langevin seat. There's two Rhode Island con- congressional seats. One is David Cicilline, which is called Congressional District 1. And then Magaziner is uh, trying to get Langevin seat, which is seat called CD2. Alan Fung is leading in polls to win that CD2. But this is the part that, um, you know, no one even said to him, Okay, so you want to debate Fung 20 times. Will you debate your opponents? He's acting like he already won the primary. He hasn't won anything yet. I'm not convinced he is going to win, by the way. So here he is instructing the media again. Uh, and I know that Hold on. Stands for. Uh, and I know that all of you and, and the media are going to help us do this. Over the next oh, four months, you are going to do your part to make sure that he doesn't dodge and filibuster. You know, that is, um, there's a lot wrong with that. And again, Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe last Wednesday said, you know, I think he has a misunderstanding of the role of the media. Um, I wonder about that. Does he have a misunderstanding or does Magazina perfectly understand the role of the media. Does does Seth Magazine a general treasurer, does he completely have a handle? You know, uh they're 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 um offering, you know, carrot and stick, they're kind of tantalizing the television stations, telling Channel Twelve and Channel Ten, hey, listen, you know, hey Channel Ten and Channel Twelve, you guys better get aggressive towards Fung. Or that money that I was gonna spend. On Channel 10, hey, that could go away. So either get the I-team digging in on Fung, and we better start to see some negative coverage on Fung, or the money is not going to be there. That's that's a pretty veiled threat. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought by Jay's Broadway Appliance. Now listen, it is starting to get warmer. They're located 47 Cedar Swamp Road, Route 5 in Smithfield. You can call them at 401-949-7800. They're right down the street from Apple Valley Mall, right near the Thirsty Beaver in in Greenville. Jay's Broadway Appliance and TV, since 1963, they've been in business. And their showroom has certainly continue to evolve cooking laundry appliances you pull right up to the front door you deal directly with the owner they will match or beat any package deal their hours are monday through friday from 10 to 5 if you're listing right now head over there because as it's going to get warmer now number one they still have a great selection on grills and i love to grill i grill all year round but they also have air conditioners For windows or built-in walls, senior apartments or condos, they're saying that August could really be a sweat fest. Head over to Jay's Broadway Appliance. And don't forget also washers, dryers. Right now, if you're thinking, I need a new dishwasher, I need a new washing machine, I need a new dryer uh, or a microwave, head over Jay's Broadway Appliance. They just concluded a fantastic Fourth of July sale. Stop in and see them. Jay's Broadway Appliance. Folks, this portion of the program, visit the website, depetro.com, which is brought to you by the Senadale Revival. Comfort food and cocktails. Shane and his staff, they do such a great job. 2025 Smith Street in North Providence. Delicious food, delicious drinks. Right next door to them is Stella Suites. They're right across from North Providence Town Hall. It's the Senadale Revival. Well, right now, it is 1230 on this Tuesday, 1230 on this Tuesday. <coughs> Excuse me, folks. And you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Yeah, when you get a chance, visit the website. I don't know what, um, you know, there's a lot happening nationally, but as far as the Republican Party, and, and yes, I was on Newsmax for the Trump rally. With that said, I would really like any announcements to wait until after the midterms. Because they are just waiting to try to pounce. The Democrat Party, they have no issue. They have no issue. Don't give them an issue. If President Trump announces, that becomes what all they're going to talk about. Um, and, and people have a right to, you know, start to talk to people and so forth. But it, um, 
don't don't give them don't give them an issue. Boy, that's interesting. Succession that show has topped the Emmy nominations. Yellowstone was snubbed. How is that possible? I really like Yellowstone. I think that's a great show. All right, but staying with the theme of media bias, uh, and 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 first when it came out on Friday. I initially said, you know what, I'm not even going to listen to it, and I'm not even going to play it. And I know that some people um, are saying, you know, stop giving her the attention. I disagree. I disagree. Um, some people don't fully get it. You know, the more that people learn about the squad, the less they feel aligned to the Democrat Party. So the more that voters learn about State Senator Tierra Mack, the more I think it helps when people, you know, going door to door voting can say, are, are you, is this who you're with? You're with the, the twerking beach senator? So is, is that really who you're, who you're with? So I initially wasn't going to play it, but it's worth hearing, she's sharing this. She's sharing this. They want my shame, but I only have liberation. Uh, This was, the story broke Monday night. Channel 12, in a surprising move, gave her until Friday to get her talking points down, pick out an outfit, and then they did the full sit down. Now, they could have sent someone out to her house on Tuesday. They chose not to. They could have reached out to her on Wednesday. They chose not to. They could have reached out to her Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. They chose not to. They let her get it almost like her story straight and then agree to sit down. But I just want you to listen to what real nonsense sounds like. You're sitting down with me for a few minutes to talk about the events of the week. Yeah, thanks for having me. So first, I just want to understand the basic facts around this because there's been so much back and forth on social media, mm-hmm. as you know. Um, you posted... As I saw your first TikTok video, I think last week, um, yes. just recently, and you talk on there about your work as a senator, your work on abortion rights. Do you consider it a, a campaign TikTok, a personal TikTok, a mixed TikTok? How do you view the account? Yeah, I think it is a, a mixed. Can we stop the take for a moment? She has two accounts. She has a personal account. She has a campaign account. Now, I like Ted Nisi. I respect Ted Nisi. I don't want to do anything to offend Ted Nisi. However... Listen, I, I think it's a no, 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 no. You have two accounts. She could have posted this on her personal account. I think it's a mixed use account. What the does that? All right, let's let's listen to her her answer. Account. I started the account um, shortly after the overturning of Roe v. Wade, uh, and I saw a, a, a variety of folks uh, who had no source of information, especially Rhode Island, on what to do next. For many people, it came as a shock that Roe v. Wade was overturned. Some people have been following since the leaked decision earlier this year. But for folks like me who've been involved in abortion um, laws around the country, this has been something that since... About a, like I'd say like three to five years, we have known that uh, abortion rights in our country are, are we're very weak, and so mm-hmm. we've been working on um, educating folks through those spaces on what? issues on how to um, how to protect their communities, what state legislators could be doing if it was overturned federally, uh, like Stop. Rhode Island. All BS. This is all nonsense. What are you talking about? What? No, you haven't. There's nothing like that. It's a multi-use account. No, you have a personal account and you have a campaign account. You posted your stupid upside down, immature twerking video on your campaign account, Senator. It continues. We really pushed in 2019, and we finally, after 30 years, passed the RPA, which was one step to ensure that Rhode Island would always have access to abortion. Um, but with that, there were still communities who were left out of that access. What so does this have anything to do with it? My knowledge as a state senator, the inner workings of some of the decisions, um, some examples that I was uh, trying to explain were that. Uh, 
folks were calling for Governor McKee to sign an executive by going order upside about down. an influx of folks who were coming to Rhode Island. Uh, there will be no influx of folks Have you ever seeing heard abortion coming to Rhode Island because there uh, just, quite frankly, isn't the, we don't have the infrastructure in, in place. And most Rhode Islanders actually go out of state for their services. Oh, wait, actually, I have to admit I didn't know that. That's interesting in and of itself. So, the video. Um, for, I'm just curious, was, was it a planned thing? Like, let's go make, you know, a fun TikTok video for the, the mixed account, the campaign mixed account. Mixed or more of just account? for a moment, you were at the beach, you said, let's do it. Yeah, I was just at the beach having a good time. Um, and I've been posting, I'm like still very new to TikTok. I am like at the cusp, I just like found out today, like Gen Z starts at like 1997. And I'm just a few years older than that. So I don't quite understand it. Oh I don't really God. get it. Um, so I was still playing around with the platform, still trying to figure out what algorithm to go viral. Um, that was like one of my first videos. I was like, can someone help me like figure out how to go viral? And well, I guess I did it correctly. <laughs> you, you succeeded, I would say. You did not actually. Um, what was, what Hold was on. the reaction you were hoping for when you. Hold on. Her video did not. It was when the libs of TikTok posted it on Twitter that it took off. But her video on TikTok actually did not go viral. I want to go viral. Well, that shows their priorities. Here's a question Why didn't you post this on your personal account? You post it on your campaign account. That's a fair question. He didn't ask it. All right. She is. I, I don't. I just don't remember the last time I was around someone that was so full of crap. We're talking to folks saying, all right, let's figure out a video that I think will, will get people's interest. Yeah, I was hoping for folks to be activated to come to my page and then share even more information about the state of abortion access and other reproductive health rights, trans rights, and bodily autonomy on that platform, which is what... The vast majority of the other videos, BS. Are. right? Explaining uh, that, that you're using the policy and nothing yes. so doesn't mention can anything you walk about me through it. Kind of the days after you Such posted a video and sort of when you realized this is taking on a life of its own. This she is not Monday maybe night. What you I assume you weren't expecting. I should ask probably, but I assume you weren't expecting the reaction she that is happening. Monday night. Sense. Correct. I mean, my TikToks are all Rhode Island specific um, because I can. I'm only an expert on Rhode Island politics and Rhode Island no, law. No, you're not. Um, and so I didn't really expect this to take off globally, um, and I did not expect it to become like a meme sensation, um, but I'm glad it sparked a lot of important conversations, and it's been able to uplift a lot Stop of the, the causes tape. that I care about. It has not sparked any important conversations. It hasn't helped any of the things you care about. Complete. I, I can't believe the blanking nonsense that I'm listening to. I mean, And I've heard it like three times now. <clears throat> she is absolutely like, what is she talking about? It sparked you upside down. Twerking in that manner has sparked important conversations and drew attention to, to, to issues that's important to her. Zero. Zero. She does. Did she say in the video, hey, by the way, this is my body and therefore it should be my. No, no. They, they talk about cannabis all the time. She was probably high. They're immature. No, wrong. I was trying to come up with something. I don't know, the algorithm. I mean, talk about she is just, have you ever heard of anyone that is so full of it than this one? All right, this nonsense. Ted Nisi, I mean, come on. It's really, it has sparked important conversations. Yeah, you're a laughing stock. Everyone, Tucker Carlson, the number one show in TV news, made fun of you. Here's another thing. No one's come to your defense. Has Cicilline come to your defense? No. McKee pretended he didn't know what it was. No elected official has come to your defense. If it's so important and it was so genius, how come no one else is, is standing by you? How come you're not doing it right now for him? Immediately, and that was pretty shocking to me. And I think it was immediately picked up by some right wing folks and my opponent talking as points. A, a campaign fundraising tool. And from there, I think it was the uh, the alt right troll farm that really uh, manufactured the oh the craze around the twerking tiara. <laughs> and I think you know, I, I think you know what? There's people who let me just agree with. I them. want to pause this for a moment. Um, Damn, I went back to there the beginning. There were people who, my understanding is, have been quite... Um, anyone that is not of her mindset 
is a right-wing alt-right radical. Did the Republican Party send out an email mocking her, making fun of her? Yes. Did they attach it as a fundraiser? Yes. So did she. Anyone that is not on board with her principles is an alt-right, concert, like, whacked out, like, there's no middle ground. She has no respect for anyone that disagrees with her. Zero, this one. Wow. All right, this continues. Wait, abusive toward you. Who saw the video? Oh, I have received hundreds of, hundreds, if not thousands of messages. I have received voicemails calling me the N-word. Many people calling me disgusting, asking for me to resign. Play one. Folks who are saying that I'm a disgrace and disgusting. Let's hear it. Um, I've heard it all. And simply for a video wearing a a bathing suit that most people wear at the beach. So it was was quite alarming. Um, But this is not the first time I've been subjected to abuse like that. Um, earlier this year, because of my comprehensive sex ed bill, I received a similar um, a similar spew of Where are the voicemails? Um, and even got a letter sent to my home. <laughs> Let's hear them. Address from someone in Michigan. Um, so there, it's it, this Always wasn't the uncommon, victim. but it's definitely a different magnitude. Than Always the, first time. the victim. Just briefly, did anything rise level you needed to report it to law enforcement? Ready? Listen to this. Concern? So I did report uh, the instance of the unmarked letter coming to my home from the previous from the incident. previous person. Um, and right now, I have collected uh, several instances. I just haven't really had the bandwidth or the capacity to report everything, but as things are coming in, I have a team of folks who are flagging um, anything. Yeah, if it was that important and you really felt in danger, wouldn't you immediately contact police? Oh, wait a minute, I forgot. She wants to abolish the police. She wants to defund the police. She hates the police. What an absolute fraud. She, she, you know what? I, I am telling you, I will bet you watch. There's no way she survives the September primary. It's not happening. I don't know if, it's, it's, you don't even have to worry about the general election. She's not going to get out of the primary. It's concerning. So I would say we noticed in the newsroom, uh, I would say a generational, um, the younger people in the newsroom generally knew you, what twerking was and yeah. sort of recognized what you were doing, no matter how they, whether they thought you should or not, they knew what you're up to. I do think Governor McKee said he'd never heard of yeah. twerking. I'm sure there are grandparents who'll be watching the news who just aren't familiar with it. How would you describe twerking to someone of maybe a different generation who is not familiar with it? Yes, so twerking is uh, all the craze these days on the dance floor. There are twerk nights. There is uh, Big Frida, who is a musical artist that just did a song with Beyonce, is known for like having twerk anthems. Uh, so twerking, I believe it came became popular like uh, a few a few years ago but it is uh bending your knees and gyrating your hips and it is one of the ultimate expressions of like joy and happiness on the dance floor all right Let, let's just be adults for a moment okay it is the most sexually suggestive dance you could do when someone is quote twerking they're actually mimicking someone in a sexual position first made famous and popular by miley cyrus on the the video music awards so this business of it's all the craze and it's about love and peace and it's but no let like let's i'm not saying that we're going back to the period of you know where elvis was shown above the hips but like call it what it is. It is it's it's the most it's it's not even sexually suggestive. It is someone simulating a certain sexual act where there would then be their partner most of the time traditionally behind them in this act. So to try oh, you know, it's just a dance craze. I, again, she is, I, I, I can't, this is someone void of truth and reality. All right, it continues. Um, as someone who likes to go and dance and like get down with my friends, like most people are twerking. <laughs> so you had you know, a very wide range of responses, I would say. But one that stuck out to me as I was looking at comments and listening to other interviews Listen you've done and just talking to people was from <sighs> women. And I'd say more often maybe women from older generations mm-hmm. who feel that it's taken a long time and a lot of work to get women to stop being looked at 
for their bodies and you know looked at, at their qualifications and professional roles and what, they see you as Ivy Ivy League educated woman in, with a fairly powerful position. I know you tangle with leadership, but you're still a so state senator. Um, and say, you know, well, this is this can take us back because yes. it could be, lead to more objectifying of women or bringing that back. What do you say to that specific concern? Yeah, I think it's it's an interesting conversation. I've really loved to like dissect that because uh, as oh. someone who has had their body objectified their entire life, um, and as someone whose body is literally a topic of discussion at the federal level about whether or not I will have the right to abortion, whether or not trans people will have right to gender affirming surgeries, or whether or not intersex people will have the right to decline uh, gender conforming surgeries. Uh, my body has always been a topic God. of conversation, or black bodies have always been a topic of conversation. Um, and I, I've, I've struggled with the idea that in order to be respected, I have to be fully clothed and buttoned up, and I have to be performing in a way that is inauthentic She's to myself. I immature. have to be performing in a way that society has determined is professional. And so I, I love to challenge that idea that with my Ivy League degree, with my status oh, as a current state God. senator, I did not receive respect in that building in multiple ways. There was a hearing where we were uh, we were listening to a bill about payday uh, loan lending, and one of the lobbyists who'd been there for a while, I think his uh, name is Bill, um, he interrupted me while I was speaking. Uh, I started crying. Still, he wanted to interrupt me. Oh. And that was a level of disrespect God. and that I had never experienced as a senator with an Ivy League degree. This was on a committee. On you were one of the committee members secretary. asking the question. Yes. <laughs> on the uh, Commerce Committee she where I'm a secretary, someone, a lobbyist who felt they could interrupt me. Mm -hmm. A seated senator sitting in the room as the secretary of the Commerce Committee was interrupted by someone. And so it's not about Hold what I'm bait. wearing. It's not about what I'm doing. They wouldn't respect me regardless. I was fighting for my bills for the last two years. I had bills this year that got hearings last year that didn't even get scheduled for a hearing. I fought to, I was working uh, with the Senate president to have a meeting. My meeting was canceled in February and never rescheduled. I followed up weekly, I sent text messages, him. sent emails, so went what? down to his office and to his secretary to schedule a meeting no. to talk about the policies that I care about. No. And they went ignored. And so when people say that I'm not going to be respected for dancing and for uh, flipping upside down, I wasn't respected before then. But now people are listening. And so I think no. that's the they're not thing, listening. As a black woman, as a black queer woman, I wasn't respected before this. And now I'm showing people that it wasn't about what I was wearing. It's not about what I'm doing. It's not about the accolades that I have. It's about a system that strategically sets up sets up um, sets up society to believe that women, women of color, young people don't deserve a voice and don't deserve a, a place in a room. And so I'm challenging it's that. Ridiculous. And I say this fully realizing I am a straight Absolutely white male having this conversation with you, but, um, How do you balance the desire, I know among many women, even I, I think if I understand you right, you're saying not to be objectified for your physical attributes, to be seen, you know, for what you're bringing to the table intellectually or in your work, um, versus what you've talked about, your desire to be able to show that side of yourself and have it integrated. Because clearly not, clearly not everyone's there with you yet, based on the reaction this week. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is, I think the context of the video is I'm in a bathing suit on the beach having fun. And I think that's the weird thing. I wasn't at the state house twerking. I wasn't um, oh I wasn't gyrating on someone in a in and a said, manner. I was at the beach in a bathing suit which most people wear. And no so for people to say that this was somehow unprofessional or it was uh, it lacked decorum, the context matters and the position matters. And as a younger person uh, who is creating content and who leads with authenticity and love and empowers young people, empowers young people Did to step into their this? place, uh, which is what I've been doing throughout my campaign as an openly queer she, person. She, so uh, many people are now like, uh -huh. wow, I had no idea that I could live a life authentically and fun and free and be a state senator and make changes and inspire other people. You're not making and any so changes. I, I think and you're not inspired. I have no idea about inspiring uh, anyone. a generational gap. And maybe my content is not for the older generation, but for my peers and for the younger generation. I think it resonated and it's starting a conversation about what our next uh, wave of leaders is going to look like and what they're going to lead like. So knowing no, it, 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 we it, really pushed it, in 2019. It's, we it's not to leading to any conversations um, like that. Versus what you've talked about, your desire to be able to. It's not leading to anything like that.
that. They would have not. They would not have respected me. But your mom they, had the reaction that some of yes, the other folks did. did. Your own yeah. mother. Yeah, that's interesting. Yes, my own mother. Um, but I think it's. Being someone who's full of compassion and love and is an educator, I can understand that pushing the boundaries uh, challenges people and it scares people. Oh, my God. I mean, folks, I, I'm telling you, have you ever heard of anyone <clears throat> so full of manure in your life? I mean, she is like, she just throws out buzzwords, conformity. I have to be authentic. This was someone who would be at the state house to be dropping F-bombs. And they'd be like, hey, you shouldn't use that language. It's disrespectful. I'm just being authentic. I, I am predicting right now at 1251. And those are the words of Rhode Island State Senator Tierra Mack. For those that say, forget about it, moving on, no, 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 no. Not so, you know, don't let them off the hook. She's the Democrat Party. She's the Democrat Party. That, that is the party of McKee. That is the party of Seth Magaziner. He needs to be asked about it. How come he hasn't been asked about her little beach thing? How, where are all the other Democrats? Why, why isn't McKee, oh, I didn't know what it was. He knew, why didn't they show it to him? You tell me whether or not that's a bias. I mean, I, I'll say this. I think Ted... Obviously, wanted to be cautious in an interview with it like this. I can understand that. <clears throat> Unless Joe Almeida completely screws up and either doesn't get the signatures or doesn't do a real campaign, there, there is just there's no way she wins that primary. This is someone she. You want to talk about self-absorbed, and 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 again, I also want to just mention, folks, I'm not. I'm not angry about, I mean, I'm not, I don't, I, I posted on the website. I've interviewed her in the past. I think it's just, it's all talk. There's no action there. She just talks about things. She knows buzzwords. She likes to throw out that she went to Brown University. She likes to point out her sexual preference. She likes to point out her color. She likes to point out her gender. It is lost on her. That people like Hillary Clinton and others would say, you know, why is there such a focus on what female politicians wear? And Sarah Palin would talk about that. And someone like this comes along and says, well, I've, I've been to, they've been talking about my body forever and da da da. Oh, because I'm in a, a, on the beach in a bathing suit. I, I mean, it's just hard to fathom the answers. It is so nonsensical. But as far I believe, the Rhode Island Republican Party should put up a billboard of her in that pose upside down and say, this election, vote Republican. How much worse can it get? She is a Democrat. She is, as I said on Newsmax, her, her behind is the face of the Democrat Party. Her twerking should be in every campaign commercial. That's all they should be asked about. And then let them try to say, oh, yeah, it's led to a lot of really important conversations. It hasn't led to any important conversations. It's led to people mocking her, mocking the state. Um, I, I, I think, you know, Donna Perry said earlier, i surprised there wasn't some more pushback on some of this stuff. Well, she's got her answer for everything. So do you regret it? No, not at all. It's been a wild success. I, this is really simple. She, if she had posted that on her personal TikTok account, then you make the argument. Hey, listen, I'm having fun. I'm with my friends. I'm entitled to do that. But she has two accounts. Oh, it's a, now it's a multi-use. They learn they have a campaign account. Then they have the personal banking account. It can't be both. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by J. Perry Paving. High quality, fair pricing, exceptional service. 20 years experience specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating patios. For a free estimate, call 401-732-1730. 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. Licensed and insured contracting company committed to meeting your needs whether it's a a 
brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway. It's affordable, smooth, safe to drive drive on. Call J. Perry Paving right now for a free quote, 401-732-1730. 401-732-1730. High quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, J. Perry Paving. And remember, no one is better to veterans than J. Perry Paving. Give them a call, 401-732-1730. Well, folks, good afternoon. Now, I fully recognize at 1256 on this Tuesday, some people are saying, I don't want to hear about it. Folks, there has to be the contrast. There has to be a contrast. The Democrat Party wants her to go away. The Democrat Party wants all the talk about her, her beliefs. You know, that interview that interview, that shows you that is what they're up against at the State House. That's who, in, who is influencing Governor McKee. Governor McKee could be cruising his way to being elected governor, but he was listening to people like that too much. Her views have nothing to do with her race, with her gender, and with her sexual identity. Her views. Her plans all fail. They are unexecutable. She wants to close prisons. She wants to abolish police. When you ask her every day, as I did in that video that I put, every day realistic problems, she just talks in theory, right? There's no such thing as a criminal. If a person of color, if a gang member shot someone else, It's because of systemic racism. It's because of bad water. It's because of asthma. In the Senator Mack world, there's no accountability. There's no laws. Anything goes. Um, All of her concepts, all of her ideas are failures. They're unexecutable. Any person you watch, watch the results of the September primary. And I I really want to watch the reaction of the local media because they think, well, you know, we were split and some people thought, you know, that what you were doing, younger people, listen, no one is saying you can't be young and have fun and be a different, and the whole thing of authentic and enjoy being a young person No one is saying you can't do all those things. Don't say we're not a tolerant society. You're a woman of color who describe yourself as a queer black woman. Obviously, society is tolerant enough that you got elected to your position. You you are a state senator. I just don't think she's going to be a state senator much longer. But you can't make all these accusations. Is it possible your plans don't work? Is it possible the population is opposed to what you want? How would you like to be a business owner in her district and you call her for help? I guarantee you get no response. Or if you're anyone, a parent, a senior, if someone is white, you call her, you don't get anything. It's all talk. It's all activism. It's all nonsense. Nothing is accomplished. She just wants to sit and bone up and get high and talk about all these theories, but nothing is accomplished. That's why she will lose the primary. But I'll say this, she has the local media petrified of her. I mean, that, I I can't believe the nonsense. I won't play any more next hour. All right, next hour, radio only. You can listen, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. We're going to get more news of the day. Uh, you can listen at the website, DePetro.com. Listen, it's John DePetro on this Tuesday. We're going to be back on the other side after the 1 o'clock news.